All right. Hello and welcome to another edition of our Douglasville Impact Community Podcast. I'm Jason Post and I got some fun uh, people joining me on screen uh, today to talk about some fun stuff we got going on in and around Douglasville, Douglas County. So let's go ahead and jump in and introduce everyone on the screen if I remember where everyone is. To my left, I believe, is Miss Haley Chapman. Hello. All right. And here is Ms. Allison Parker. Hello. And joining us in our fourth seat today is our golf professional, Mr. Chris Cartwright. Hey, guys. How you doing over there today? Doing good. Y'all having fun out playing in the sun? Yep. Nice weather. Nice weather. So it's been nice out there. So uh, lots of fun stuff happened. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Chris a little bit about how West Pines has been doing. You guys have been uh, surprisingly busy, right? Very busy. Very busy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So I think yeah. in general, everything's got, you know, kind of picking back up and, and uh, we're reaching hopefully a light at the end of the tunnel with all this stuff. So start getting back to whatever reality is going to look like on the other side. So hopefully good fun stuff. So um, everybody having a good week in general though? It's yeah, been, it's been good. good. It's been very positive. So we got a lot of it good has. things to talk about. Yeah. Like I said, uh, we're still kind of dealing with uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, pandemic era and we're, we're, you know, kind of adjusting things that we're doing just a little bit. We still have, as far as the city is concerned, you know, we still don't have a whole lot of events and stuff taking place, especially kind of some of our longer events, but we are going to talk a little bit today about some of our plans, you know, down the road some events that are coming up and some things we aren't uh, going to be able to happen. I know uh, last week, uh, particularly we, we, we had to announce that, that we had to make an official call on 4th of July events because that's one that uh, the parade itself is a huge event that takes uh, a lot of planning and organization. And it was just one of those that waiting on the governor to make a, an announcement about group sizes and how many, what, you know, what number of people can assemble in large events. We, even if he does come out and say we can have that, then we don't have time to organize an event of that level. So we did make as a city, a call to cancel this year's 4th of July parade, unfortunately, which is, one of the funnest things we do each year. Um, but for the fireworks, which is also an awesome time, uh, I think we decided to move those to Labor Day um, as opposed to canceling them all together. We still want to have them. Uh, they're just going to postpone those down to Labor Day. And we actually shoot those off over from Chris's backyard. Right. Over at West right. Pine, right? <laughs> so that's a good time every year. So I'm glad we're still going to be able to do that, even if it's postponed a little bit. So Labor Day will be a good time. So hopefully by then we'll be all to the come out and get back together and have a big picnic and celebrate and have some fun. So other than that, yeah, we're, we got some good stuff happening. So I'm not sure where we're going to, let's, let's go, I guess, to Allison first. Allison, you're going to go first. Talk <laughs> to us about some uh, upcoming <laughs> events and different things we've got going on in and around the community. So what, what's up down there, Allison? So much going on in the city of Douglasville, as Jason said, we're trying to get back to normal. In that, we're trying to also help our citizens transition as best as possible. We realize everyone was affected and impacted in different ways due to COVID. So the city of Douglasville has partnered with the with Douglas County and the Board of Commissioners to present the Community Resource Center. And it can be found on our website at douglasvillega.gov slash community resources. Again, that's douglasvillega.gov slash community resources. And what this is, is a list of local, state, and area nonprofit and service-based organizations that provide um, necessities, opportunities, services to citizens. So 
food banks, if you need assistance with your mortgage, your rent, if you need some healthcare resources, we've compiled a full list of organizations that we're aware of. Uh, that we have also vetted, and those can be found on our website. So this was a great collaborative effort between the city of Douglasville and Douglas County. Yeah, this was a good one. And this was something that Mayor Robinson really wanted to make sure we had available to people to easily connect with these with these places. So yeah, we, we reached out and we, we worked with uh, Rick Martin over the county's uh, communications department uh, to make sure that uh, the county has all this information on their site, and they had most of it all there as well already as well, and that we had it on our site, and they were, it was in different places around the different websites, so this kind of culls it all together and puts it in one place, so you can go there, uh, no matter what kind of, you know, different people are having different needs right now, um, so this is one place you can go and you can find needs, talking about, you know, food and housing and uh, all kinds of different things, senior services, um, so there's some local um, organizations there. There's some Atlanta area organizations for a more regional stuff. And then there's some contact numbers at the bottom that are statewide contact and hotline numbers uh, as well to help figure out what you need. So whatever your need might be, that's a good place to start. Um, so there's a, there's a limited amount of what we can do as a city. There's also links there. If, if it is a city service or a county service you need, you can find the links to all the stuff that we provide as a city, as a government body. But there are a lot of things that uh, that are community organizations that go above and beyond that are charitable, you kind of outreach, uh, social service kind of things that are out there and available. So we said, hey, let's at least put them there so people can find them and connect them. So we're connecting those citizens' needs with community organizations that are providing. So a lot of people are stepping up to, to, to say, how can we help lately? So this, this is a great opportunity to help connect those with the people who are out there that are really in need. So it came together really well too. So. It's a very nice site, and we will continually post about it on our social media pages. As this is not a an item that will expire, we sure you know be a resource that'll be useful even after we kind of move past the COVID stage, especially yeah. going into the holidays towards the end of the year. So you can again go to our website douglasvillega.gov/community-resources. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City of Douglasville, and you'll be able to find that same information. That being said, today, uh, which is Tuesday, June 9th, not sure which what day this will air, but the Church Street Farmers Market kicks off today, which is very exciting. It is our mm -hmm. SNAP approved farmers market, and it will go today, every Tuesday, June 9th through September 29th from 3 to 7 p.m. at the old jail parking lot, 6730 Church Street. And we have some great vendors lined up. We'll always post our vendors on our social media pages and on our website as well. And um, you can expect to see vendors that provide produce, natural soaps. I saw some homemade ice cream, arts and crafts, a lot of fun things that you'll be able to get. If you would like more information or if you're interested in registering as a vendor, you can visit douglasvillega.gov slash farmers market. And I think I can speak for myself and we are so excited to go <laughs> and get our farmer's market tote, which is only $5. So be sure to stop at the market booth and grab a farmer's market tote so that <laughs> you don't have to bring plastic bags. That's right. That's right. Yes. And then the vendor list will continue to grow as we go on because I, I think I saw an application coming today. For, you did. For, for, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're constantly coming in. So mm -hmm. uh, every week it may be you know, more and more vendors out there. So Yes. Very, and very if 
on the City of Douglasville's Facebook page, if you go to the events and go to Farmer's Market, we're constantly updating the vendor spotlight depending on which date they're at. So you'll know exactly who to expect, what products they'll have, how they accept payment, anything of that nature. So that is extremely, extremely exciting. We cannot wait for that. But speaking of plastic bags, we are, our KDB, Keep Douglasville Beautiful, has started a new campaign encouraging the residents of Douglasville to go green. And what we are encouraging citizens to do is to reduce waste, which we know we hear that a lot and sometimes we're not really, we're not really sure what that is. But um, the way I best understand it is making a conscious effort to put less in the trash and to recycle as less as little as possible and try to use re reusable products. So that goes to instead of plastic cups, maybe using disposable cups. Instead of um, plastic water bottles, using a reusable water bottle. And so if you all receive the Chapel Hill News and Views, this past edition, you should have seen the Douglasville Impact Go Green issue, which was created by none other than Miss Haley Chapman. So, <laughs> so if you need some tips on how you can create a more sustainable, eco-friendly, and have an eco-friendly lifestyle, please be sure to pick up this newsletter. You can also visit our website again at douglasvillega.gov slash gogreendouglasville. And then on the Keep Douglasville Beautiful page on Facebook, we will be constantly pushing out tips and things that you can do around the house. I know Haley even talked to me about using reusable plastic bags, which was not something I was familiar with. Even something as small as putting reusable bags in your car, in your trunk. And when you yeah. go to shopping, instead of using plastic bags, you take your own bags and things like that just kind of help lessen your carbon footprint here on this world. So mm -hmm. as much as possible, help us and join in this and starting this initiative and just encouraging everyone to go green and do all that we can to reduce any Absolutely. Cool. Excellent. Well, our, our, well, that's that's all sound good. So as soon as we wrap up here today, we'll be heading down the street, probably to the farmer's market. Probably, right? <laughs> yes, that's definitely. We will be, we will be going there. to the farmer's market. Yeah. Field trip. All right, cool. <laughs> On the magic school bus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today, oh. Haley's our chief happiness officer, right? So what what's some fun stuff we're going to talk about today? What's some fun stuff's going on? <laughs> well, first off, something that's super fun is the census, which we're very excited <laughs> about. So Sorry. we have some updates on our numbers. <laughs> Get excited for this. That is fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see my virtual hand clap. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, so we do have uh, some updated numbers. So for the state of Georgia, we're up to 56.9% response rate. And then for the county, we are ahead of the curve with 62.5%. So uh, go, yeah, go Douglas. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we're ahead of the curve. We want to stay ahead of the curve. So everybody go online and do your, I mean, at this point, again, we've said it a few times, it takes about five minutes. It's only a handful of questions. And mm. if you fill it out, uh, the people will stop coming to your door and harassing you. <laughs> No, yeah. My my husband was like, oh, are you going to fill this out? And I was like, yeah. Took like a minute. Yeah, and he's like, are fun. you going to fill it out? And I'm like, I already did. <laughs> Done. There's like yeah. five questions or something like that. It was nothing. Yeah. Very easy. Very mm -hmm. easy. Very easy. So go and uh, complete your census. It's all good stuff. 
very helpful. So, <laughs> all right, cool. What else we got going on? Well, speaking of some fun activities, I know everyone looks forward to the Taste of Douglasville. And unfortunately, it's been not canceled, but set back, which is going to be super awesome because now it's going to become the best of both festivals. So it is combining with uh, the chili cook-off. So it'll be Taste of Douglasville and the chili cook-off. And that will be pushed back until, I believe, October that is an October 17th. Yes. 17th. I'm going to say. Correct. Nice. October but, 17th. Wow. Yeah, That's so, going to just be a day of food. Sounds great. Oh, my book. goodness. Yeah. That well, is going to be awesome. <laughs> not just food, but they'll have like arts and crafts and like yeah. a lot of like, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like yes, that. All the arts and crafts stuff is important too. Sorry. <laughs> but it will be a, a food. Pudacopia, I don't know. <laughs> Pudacopia, like, we'll go with nice. it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> we'll go with it. Yeah, Pudacopia, be a plethora of options. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll be a fun day, actually. Yeah, because there's always a great turnout for both of those events. You know, so I mean, because why not? It's it is a taste of Douglasville is a day of food and arts and crafts and food and and some fun things and food, and then chili cook off. It's a plaza full of chili. <laughs> <laughs> and October weather is still really nice. Oh, my goodness, oh, yeah. yes. It's, not like free. it's like perfect weather. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. agree. Perfect for chili yeah. and arts and crafts. And we're going to get to that point, and everybody's just going to be ready to get back out and have some fun and get, mm-hmm. get together. So, yeah, that'll that's going to be a huge day. So, yeah, I think October in general, as we get closer to that, we're going to see that uh, every minute in October is probably full full of all these rescheduled events. <laughs> so we're going to have plenty to do in October. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so that'll be a fun day. All right. What else we got going on? Cool. I can't wait for that. So we'll have Emily come on and talk to us as we get closer about Emily. Yeah. From the Cultural Arts Council will come on and probably tell us a lot more details about the taste of or sorry the best of both festivals best of both, yeah still want to go for the taste of chili <laughs> best of both festivals uh which will be huge so we'll have her come on and tell us all about it as we get closer to that i'm sure so awesome super excited <laughs> <laughs> so uh my last uh fun or actually this is this is more of a serious one versus fun but something very important is the Douglasville Police Department is having their Peace Officers for Justice and Accountability, which is going to be a rally for peace, justice, accountability, and unity. And that will be this, sorry, next Tuesday, June 16th, from 6 to 7.30 at the Douglasville Police Department on their front steps. They do ask that everybody that attends wears a mask. You know, just keeping in mind you know, health concerns. Uh, But you'll be able to hear from Chief Sparks and other local leaders about uh, recent incidents and just how they are committed and want to have like an open discussion with everybody. So something really awesome that I'm definitely looking forward to and really appreciate that they're, they're offering. That will be a good positive event, actually. So yeah, yeah. So they're inviting all all these area officers to come, and local elected officials, and clergy, and everybody to just to come together, and have a 
a positive kind of talk about everything that's happening and, and, and stuff. So that'll be a very good time. It's, it's right on the front steps of the public mm-hmm. safety complex uh, off of Fairburn Road. Uh, so, yeah, it should be easy for everyone to social distance right outside there. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Awesome. Yes. Excellent. All right. So this is a lot of good positive stuff. Great to hear. So uh, speaking of good positive stuff, so we're going to talk to Mr. Cartwright a little bit about all the stuff going on at West Pine. So, so West Pine's golf club, you guys closed briefly to public play, uh, I guess during this whole, but you got thing, but you guys opened back up and you had, you put a bunch of guidelines to make sure everybody was safe and stuff. Right. So yeah, we, West, we closed for uh, five or six weeks there actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. God, it's hard to tell anymore. You know, <laughs> what is time anymore? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was that long. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we put in a bunch of, uh, new procedures in place, single rider per cart, sanitizing the golf carts, uh, two or three times per day after each use. Uh, and then again, before they get used again. So really just covering our, covering our tracks on both sides, uh, some different procedures on the course as well. You're not allowed to touch the flag or reach into the cup to take your golf ball out. So minimizing touch points, spreading people out. Clubhouse has been closed, so we just check in at the back door. You slide your credit card under the plexiglass, and we send you on your way. Uh, it's, a, it's been a streamlined operation, uh, to say the least. And we're, we're thinking about getting into what we would call a phase two here shortly, where we ease some of these restrictions, but keeping some of the most important ones. Yeah. And you guys got really creative over there too. So you, you, you looked at uh, some options so you don't have to kind of reach down into the tee to get balls out and things like that. Some special contraptions and stuff. And you've put some extra things on the holes over on the putting greens and things like that. Talk to us a little bit about how creative you guys got. What are, what are some of the things you put in place like that to make it to where it was safe and you still play a game of golf like you normally play a game of golf without right. it really messing up your game? So what was nice about our closure was – we had the time to look at what everybody else was doing and kind of make the best of everything, combining the best practices that we were seeing around the state. So on the course itself, we have a little apparatus in the bottom of the cup that actually lifts out of the bottom, pulls your ball out of the cup for you, and you can operate that with your putter instead of reaching down into the hole. Some other courses are taking like your little Dollar Tree pool noodles, and they're cutting them up into little slices and putting those inside yeah. the hole. So, <laughs> so we did that on the putting green. Uh, the yeah. pool noodle isn't maybe as good as the apparatus. So we did it on the putting green where people are practicing and put the more expensive item, you know, on the golf course itself. Uh, some other courses are taking old cups and turning them upside down. So basically just making a shallower hole. So we played yeah. around with that as well. And we just felt like the two that we went with were the best options. That's pretty cool. So, so really like if you're going out to play around at, at West Pines, the only thing that is modified in your game of golf is you, you're not pulling the actual uh, poles that the flags aren't coming out of the holes, right? That's right. Flags are staying in. Uh, you're riding a cart by yourself. So there's a little less of that social aspect, but yeah. In the grand scheme of things, there's no reason to get that close to anybody playing golf anyhow, so we didn't have to change that much. Yeah, I don't think too many people are complaining about having their own golf cart. Yeah. 
<laughs> but surprise. So, so doing that though, you normally have a foursome and they have two carts. That's right. So limiting, limiting people to one person per cart, you've limited your number of people who can actually play. Correct. Correct. So we used to have eight minute tea time. So eight minutes between each group. And we did a pretty good job of spreading out play that way. And we wouldn't run out of carts with two per group. So now with four per group, we had to go to 15 minute tea times. So we're, the groups are farther apart, but we're still running out of golf carts at the same rate because we're burning through them twice as fast. So basically our, our revenue wasn't really affected at all. Our revenue was actually up a little bit. I think people are going a little stir crazy. It's a safe activity. <laughs> so our revenue was up. So basically, instead of selling through maybe 50% of our inventory, we were selling closer to 80 or 90% of our inventory. And oh, wow. it, it, it didn't hurt our business uh, whatsoever. It just spread it out wider throughout the day. That's awesome. So that's the positive point. So, so we go into this thinking that because of the adjustments, we're lowering the amount of people that can come through. So we're actually going to cut our, our the, the revenue you guys have there, but you've actually seen an increase, which that's is right. awesome, right? So that's great. That's right. we, we probably people. cut our potential revenue. You know, right. if it had been standard operating procedure, we, we would have been setting records right and left and we just cut that percentage down. Yeah, because people are just itching to get out. Correct. And golf is a great option for that because, like you said, you don't have to be anywhere near anybody else. You just go out and play around the golf. Even though you're with with three other people, you're not with three other people. <laughs> yeah, we, we might have 120 people on the golf course at once, but we got 110 acres. So that's a pretty good pretty good area to spread out in. Yeah. Everybody gets an acre. You're fine. <laughs> Well, that's great. That's, so that's, that's great that you guys were able to make all those adjustments and still have some uh, really good turnout. So uh, in addition to that, though, you guys have some other positive stuff coming up. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, really cool thing you got coming up in July. Yeah. So in July, we're going to have one of the Georgia PGA's statewide section events. So in a normal year, there might be 12 or 14 section events. That calendar's gotten a little compressed, so we'll see how many we actually get this year. But we will have one of those on the schedule. Right now, there are four public golf courses set to host a section event, and we're privileged to be one of them. So that'll be the Monday, Tuesday after July 4th. I think that's the 6th and 7th. And that'll be 120 of the state's top PGA professionals and top amateurs coming out to play our golf course two days in a row, eating our food, maybe uh, visiting some of those Taste of Douglasville venues while they're here, <laughs> uh, staying in our hotels. So it's a, it's a great event for the community, for the golf course. And we're really excited because it's just going to showcase the hard work and the money that the city's put into the course and just spread that news around the state. I know that when my members go to play golf somewhere, they're asking me wherever they should go play. So I want to make sure that when somebody's traveling to West Georgia or to Douglasville, I want to make sure West Pines is that answer for my fellow professionals. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's, that's a great thing to further get, you know, the West Pines name out there because I think we've seen that, that West Pines as a golf club, as a municipal, I guess, golf club, uh, stands pretty high in comparison to what 
is out there. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the nicer courses, it seems like, uh, that, that I've been to, especially when you're talking municipal golf courses. So we, we, we tend to get ranked a lot uh, and get recognition yeah. a lot, you know, and that's, that's why they're coming because they recognize that it's a, it's a really nice golf course. You guys have uh, made a really nice course out there. You did a lot of you did all the green upgrades. Was that last year? 2017, uh, three years now. Hard to believe. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the carts, you got, you upgraded all your carts at some point in time yep. that I'm not going to guess anymore. Cause obviously <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, you, so you got like super awesome state of the art carts and stuff out there. So I, yeah, I think, uh, even calling it a municipal golf course may, may give people the wrong idea. Cause it's, it's a, it's a pretty awesome golf course that stands up against most golf courses out there. It seems like. Sure. So good job for you and your team and, and everything that you guys have done out there. Cause you know, we appreciate the fact that it's there and it's an asset to the community. And obviously the PGA is, is recognizing it. Um, you guys, you guys have been recognized in like golf magazines and stuff before for how awesome the course is. Right. Sure. I mean, we have, yeah, we have. But, you know, the other the other aspect of this is it's a good motivator for our staff. You know, that I may I'm able to dangle that carrot out there. Hey, this event's <laughs> come around the corner. I think this needs to get addressed. This needs to be improved. And so that's been a really valuable tool. And the public and the membership, they're going to see those benefits year round. You know, yeah. that little that little project that we did to get ready for July doesn't just go away in August. It still has been done, and we're going to see the uh, long-term benefits, and we hope to make this an annual event as well. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. And I know you guys typically have – you guys typically have stuff going on, like, all the time. You've got classes and, and, and the instructional op- options going on. you got tournaments that are lined up throughout the year. And I know that, you know – COVID has impacted a lot of that. Um, but you guys have some long-term plans to start ramping up tournaments and, and, and everything I, like I that again? Those things are probably in our phase three plan. So Perfect. like a lot of other things, it's a condensed schedule. Uh, we would we would typically have five or six what we would call club tournaments. We're probably going to end up with two or three. And we'll squeeze them, I'm thinking, probably August, September, October. Maybe one each of those months. And we'll pick what we would call maybe our most important, like our club championship, our member guests, our match play championship, and try to make sure that we get those tournaments in this year. Yeah. Excellent. And I know, I guess real quick before we do wrap up, I know right before all this happened, we did a ribbon cutting for your new kind of little training facility out there as well, right? All the super high tech visualization stuff. So uh, how, how has that been doing? Has that been impacted? Are you guys still using it for some training and, and, and teaching and stuff during so, this? Or are you gonna... So we had, our, we had our nice ribbon cutting, and then we had a nice little vacation right after. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, got, <laughs> we got back in there with lessons and club fittings in the middle of May. Uh, club fittings have been a little slowed down because I can't actually get any manufacturers to build or ship anything yet. Uh, they're... They're all based out of Boston or California, so they're a little behind us on getting back to work. But I've got some orders in the system that hopefully will get filled and built out as soon as they get back to building those golf clubs. Uh, but Scott, my assistant, uh, and myself, we've been back back on the grind doing lessons and, and uh, getting people's games back in shape. 
Yeah, that was a it was a very cool facility when we did the ribbon cutting and the yeah. you did the, you did a whole presentation and demonstration about this system that it basically films you and analyzes your your swing so you can see where you're bending wrong or holding wrong or gripping yep. wrong or standing wrong all the things that you're doing wrong which is why I don't get in front of the camera uh, but yeah <laughs> but, no but it gives you as the instructor you know information so that you can make adjustments and you make some some big uh, changes in their game. So right. you can see such, you know, yeah. So it, it's a great tool. It's a super like high tech kind of thing you got mm -hmm. going on out there. So something that everybody, if you're interested uh, in some training and uh, coursework stuff, it's a great opportunity. It's a great thing Chris has got out there. So if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff or just interested in the golf course at all, I know you guys have a website, right? It's westpines.com. Westpinesgc.com. Yep. Or they can uh, call the, can they still call you guys? Call ask any questions? 678-391-1600. Perfect. We'll put good links to all that in the show notes if anybody wants to track down West Pines and, and go just hang out and enjoy the nice weather out there and be safe and play some golf. It's a really good time for it. It's, uh, it's like the perfect time of year because it's not super hot yet. Absolutely. Now's the time to be going. Mm -hmm. So definitely. So check out West Pines Golf Club. So that's all. Any, is there anything else that we've missed about the awesomeness? No, I think of West that's Pines? about it. I have gotten a few phone calls this week about our junior camp. Uh, before the before the COVID stuff hit, we had already set dates and advertised some dates. Uh, we've ha we have had to cancel those for the summer. Uh, you know, the governor is allowing camps and things to take place. We just don't have the staff right now to handle them like we normally would. So if anybody's watching and maybe thinking about junior camps, we're going to have to, to wait a year for that. Yeah. And as soon as we those come back up, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get the information out there. It'll be on the website and, and everything. So that's, that's awesome. That's perfect. So, well, thank you for all the hard work that you guys are doing over there making sure that West Pines is the awesome place that it is and uh, that it is staying busy, you know, and just giving people an option to get out and play. Absolutely. So appreciate you and your crew. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, as well. Haley and Allison joining us today and uh, keeping us up to date on everything happening. So thanks Chris for joining us as well. And I think that's going to wrap us up. So uh, thank you to you guys. Thank you guys out there for tuning in and watching and listening. And we'll, uh, I guess, see you next time on Douglas Olympic. Mm -hmm.